Hey, it's Lauren. Thank you so much for listening to The Afterlight. Enjoy the episode. This episode has been brought to you by The Afterlight Institute. The Afterlight Institute is a community of teachers and students seeking to expand their spiritual gifts and their inner wisdom on the road to illuminating their forgotten selves. Offering online courses, in-person retreats, live events, online expositions, and more, the Afterlight Institute is a safe and inclusive space for all. To learn more, head to theafterlightinstitute.com. Lauren Grace here, and welcome to The Afterlight. I'm joined today by Amy Sikarski. She's a licensed vocational nurse, a master energy therapist, an international intuitive, a psychic channel, and a certified past life hypnotherapist. Amy certified in Reiki in 2001. She is a Reiki master teacher and certified in pranic healing, earth-based transpersonal healing, the reconnection, crystal healing, intuitive communication, and more. She's the founder of Spirit School, where she offers channeled messages, meditations, courses, and certifications in intuitive communication and energy therapy through online and in-person classes. Amy is the author of the best-selling books, The Ultimate Guide to Channeling, Practical Techniques to Connect with Your Spirit Guides, Star Seed Ascensions, Activating the Star Seed, and co-author of Messages from the Council. She is a channel for the Council of Light, Spirit Guides, and Archangels. And you can find Amy over on Instagram at Amy Sikarski and Raise the Vibe Tribe, where she offers inspiration and educational posts and interactive live videos to millions monthly. And I'll put a link to all of that in the show notes, of course. So Amy's going to be joining me today to talk about energy integration, which I personally think is a big subject. It probably is not talked about enough. We're going to chat about star seeds, energy therapy, channeling, and who knows what else we'll get up to. So Amy, welcome. Girl, you've been busy. Oh, wow. Thank you for having me today on your show. I'm so happy to be here and have this opportunity. I love your shirt. It's so sparkly. I know our listener at home can't see it, but just imagine a beautiful <laughs> silver shirt full of sparkles. Next time, if when we have a part two, Amy, I'll wear one of my beautiful tasseled shirts and then we can match in the sparkle, <laughs> in the sparkle fashion. So tell me a bit about where your journey began. I mean, you've been a very busy woman. Have you always been on your spiritual path or did it take some time to come around? Well, I think, you know, we go through phases in life and my big experience with what pushed me more to this path happened in high school. So I'm in my forties now. So it's been, a, it's been a road. <laughs> We've had a while. Um, so I would say way back in high school is when I started just opening myself to guidance from spirit. And at that point, my religion really wasn't doing it for me. So I just said this prayer one day, I just, you know, really needed help, opened my heart. And I found that I was led to a crystal shop, um, a crystal and angel therapy kind of a shop that I didn't even know existed. It was very close to my home. And back then we didn't have, we didn't have um, cell phones like we do now or GPS system. So I was just led there by spirit. And that really started my awareness and interest in, oh, wait, we have spirit guides or guardian angels, 
Also, they offered Reiki at the shop. So it led me to this fascination with what is energy therapy. And a few years later, I trained in Reiki um, as a Reiki master. And then life happened. <laughs> and I took some years, you know, away from the therapeutic energy healing holistic approach and went to nursing school to do a more traditional route. After a few years of being a traditional nurse, I really felt called back to my initial interest of energy therapy. And as I started with that, I took more advanced classes. I had tons of questions. And it seemed to be that every question that came up, I was led to either a book, maybe a YouTube video, podcast, or a course. And um, through that process of working as an energy therapist, my clear senses just lit up and turned on. And I started offering readings at that point and took some classes just to like make sure I was doing everything accurately, had the guidance around the morals, the ethics, you know, the traditional way of doing readings. And that, that was really interesting for me. I feel that the one class on mediumship, that one pushed me out of my boundaries because up until that point, I was so used to speaking with star beings, angels, um, you know, just reading the aura. And so it's a whole other world doing mediumship, <laughs> but I learned I could do it. And um, every single class that that I took really helped me to feel more supportive and secure and reassured that, yes, this is happening. Mm -hmm. um, it's helping others. And, and it also answered so many questions along the aspects of ascension, awakening and activation. And I feel like it's like a perfect segue into the aspect of integration mm -hmm. because that was so important after every mini ascension or every up-leveling, every new Claire gift that is enhanced, uh, there is a period for integration. And we can often wanna just skip right past that, you know, and just like flow to the next space. But it's so important to take that time to honor the sacred moment. And that moment could be a moment or it could literally be six, eight weeks, whatever it might be and let our physical body, our psyche, and all of our consciousness integrate and absorb and get online with the new, the new reality, I actually call it, because mm -hmm. all of these up-levelings feel like they show us a brand new reality. Yes. Oh, so good. So many tangents that we can go on with all of those with just your story in general, <laughs> we will focus in a few minutes here on energy integration and what are some signs of uh, that you may be going through some kind of an integration, maybe process and tips that you may have to help our listener at home. But before we get to that, you did sort of mention, you know, talking to star seeds and it's sort of, it's sort of funny because you're talking about talking about to star seeds and angels and the like, and then you kind of made it sound as though mediumship was this whole other difficult thing when really it almost <laughs> seems like talking to star seeds would be a little bit more far out than talking to, you know, a, uh, a soul that is just transitioned. So uh, when did you first start to connect and how did that happen? Did you do it in meditation? Did it happen in sleep? Did, did it happen in your waking, in your waking life? Okay. 
So, okay, so naturally, because I am a star seed, that's my natural space. So it just was easier. It was natural for me to communicate right. with star beings. And I've been doing it my whole life, although there wasn't a real label for it. Um, so when my conscious mind began to understand and put, you know, constructs around it, gave it a label and really understand was when I had my first past life regression. And that was back probably like around 2014, I would guess, maybe somewhere around there. And I went to a life off of planet Earth. And that's when I was like, oh, this is like way out there. I've never even considered this. I just hadn't even thought about it. So that led me to like, all right, I've had lives on other planets. And then down the rabbit hole, you want to say, I just opened up to my guides and I was like, what is that all about? And all this information around star seeds, starving started flowing in. And then I went to train as a past life hypnotherapist. And in that training, we do trades with other students. Mm -hmm. So I had a handful of regressions of my own. And in one of them, particularly my guides came in and started, I was channeling them. Basically you would say they started speaking through me, you know, referring to myself in second person and or third person. Yeah. <laughs> so they were talking about Amy and I was like, oh, okay, this isn't me, but I was present and conscious and listening. And that's when they were showing me all of these really important moments in my life that they were there. And they reminded me of the feeling and then sensation, like how I felt in my heart. And they're saying, you know, that sensation, that emotion, that was us. And every time you feel that we are there. So I really found that to be very supportive. There was a lot of love that came in. And that is when they first started coming in in such an enhanced way where my physical body was adjusting like uh, I was trembling a little one of the instructors she, she joked she's like I thought you were going to levitate off the table because <laughs> I was on a massage table and um, I just remember everybody in the room could feel their vibration and um, they just mentioned we've always been with you and that uh, oftentimes we'll have a thought or an inspiration maybe it comes through an emotion that we often feel like it's our own and it's not. It comes from spirit, our guide in whatever dimension or space your guide resides in. It can come from your guide, but their energy has been with us prior to birth and it's always felt like home. So it does take a little bit of practice and discernment to distinguish between your own conscious messages or inner thoughts and that of your souls, they kind of, Blur, blurred together so it would be like what's the human part what's my soul part and then what is coming from spirit so outside of my soul frequency and um I think we all have these abilities we're all connected it's just understanding in which ways and how to decipher your strongest form of intuitive conversation so I mean how can you do it it's funny because as you're talking I realized that I've sort of set up an agreement with my spirit guides that when I get inspiration that I'm going to share with someone else, I'll take the credit for it, but I know it's not coming from me, but I think it sounds a little <laughs> bit weird saying my guides have just told me blah, 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 especially if you're talking to somebody who's not spiritual or say they're not right. So mm -hmm, I guess I'm yeah. sort of wondering, how do you discern 
which voice is talking, you know, do you pay attention to the emotions? So if there's negativity and anxiety, you know, that might be your human side. And if there's lightness, <laughs> oh, that there's your soul or how yeah. do you kind of figure it out? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I just was like, Oh, absolutely. If there's any of that feeling of anxiety, you know, it's not from a guide because they do have a way of sharing information that we probably would feel was harsh or unfavorable, but it comes through in such a loving way that there's peace around it. Um, so I think like in the day-to-day -day life, I would probably say just coming from me, you just flow with the information. You know, you're at the grocery store, it's some a stranger and you're having a conversation. I doubt I'm going to say, oh, by the way, my guides are sharing. However, when I do offer energy readings and, um, you know, in my sessions, I do distinguish and I will tell them what comes from me and what comes from the guides or the angels, theirs or mine. And often I will definitely know when I connect in what archangels are there. I scan the space to check for their team and, and whoever steps forward, I'll share with them where the messages are coming and I flow with it. So at that point, it's all from these um, spiritual beings. Mm -hmm. And then if I feel my own information come in, if I wanna say, oh, and also I found that this, this, and this helps, I will tell them this is coming from me. So I do try to let them know so that it's not muddied or blurred where the information is coming from. Uh, but yeah, in regular, like everyday experiences, <laughs> I, I think it's perfectly fine to just let it be that it's coming from you. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you for that permission. It is definitely funny when, um, you know, I have to almost catch myself going, oh, wait a minute. I, I think blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. So how would you describe a star being? I mean, would it be rude to say alien or extraterrestrial? I think they've all, they've been called that before. I don't know if they, some might take offense to it, but I just say star beings um it just flows nicer i think out That's of my beautiful. energy body star beings yeah so um so star beings ones that are not in a human body they're you know in the stars they're in a higher dimensional field they may be around planet earth or further away and um when we come into the body that's typically when we're considered star seeds so there's a seed like a spark of light from the stars in the mm. physical body and there's also a coding that for many, I think is pretty much activated now, but I'm sure everybody has their own timeline for when that will happen. But for the majority of us, it's activating or starting to activate and it's a, it's a dormant code that's with us. So the more meditations or energetic transmissions and activations that you get, it, it touches that space within within our heart that ignites that light that star seeded light and then we come online and we start to remember um maybe past lives or just who we are we embody it we feel it we can feel a whole shift in our energy and that's also when our physical body will start to shift and change to be able to hold higher frequency and more quantity of that frequency so it's a different vibration and then you start to hold more and more of it um, and there are a lot of different star races out there. You have the ones that are very well known um, and they've come in, I've channeled them, but I've really found that for myself, 
you know, I'm aware of it. I took a little bit of time studying them and then I kind of just let it float away. And I would say, well, what is my reason for being here? And so the initial connection to the star guides and these realms were to support me and remind me that I'm not alone. I'm here for a reason. If I feel like earth is a funny place, there's a reason for that. <laughs> and to stay focused on my mission. So it helped me to heal. Um, and it also helped me to just feel really supported. But I personally don't do a lot of studying of the star history or star races and star wars. I just could tell you, oh, there's an Arcturian here or a Lyrian, a Pleiadian. And so for those that I do readings for, it also helps to confirm for them because I might've been the first person to share with them what star energies with them, or I could be the second, third or fourth. And every time you get the same message from somebody else, it just helps you to feel more comforted and validated like, okay, yeah, we're here, we're on the path. And it's just, to me, it's just like a warm hug or a pat on the back, like you've got this. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, these are the star beings. The star seeds are here in the body. The star beings can be parts of our council. And there's big pods like ships or collections of star families and communities that are hanging out around the physical aspect of earth that are here to support us. And they're doing a lot of energetic stabilization in these other dimensions. Um, and they're always here, like you would say, the ones that you want to connect in with would always be here in a space of love, compassion, and support. So if, we, if you're getting any other vibration, <laughs> then that would just you know disconnect from that. So I would never really put star beings on a pedestal. Um, to me, they're here to help us. And if that's not what you're getting in a connection, then time to say bye-bye. <laughs> like mm -hmm. that's not a good connection, I would say. Not very favorable at all. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, you know, I think it's quite moving and upsetting in a way that a lot of people are doing it tough and they're, they are sort of experiencing life on their own. And I know even for myself, you know, sometimes you can go through days where you might be spiraling and, you know, you're really in your head and you're forgetting that you're part of this bigger picture and that there's all this love and all this support that's here for you. How do you tap into that on a regular basis without getting caught up in all of the fear mongering and the ego and the overthinking and you know, to kind of remind yourself that there's nothing to be afraid of and that you are supported. I mean, do you ever have moments like that, Amy, where you're not connected or are you always pretty much tuned in? Um, I would say that I'm very much like in my head thinking about things and very tuned into my emotions. So yeah, I think that fear and all of these vibrations are absolutely a part of being a human. The most enhanced lately for me is a feeling of loneliness that comes about. Mm. And I'm like, this is absolutely ridiculous. Like I could probably reach out to anybody if I'm feeling lonely, but it's just an energetic feeling. It's just an emotion that comes in. And I think in those moments, I remind myself, okay, well, maybe you feel that way because you're in a foreign place right now, but exactly to what you're saying, I just have to remind myself of all of the people I've met in this life that have really warmed and touched my heart. And so I've had so many positive interactions and I think, okay, I've helped them. And in the moments they've helped me yeah. and I'll just carry that light in my heart throughout this with myself. Um, we move a lot, my family, we move a lot. And 
So most of my friends and connections are not in my city or even my state. Mm -hmm. And so again, like, you know, that's interesting. It would be on the phone or I go into meditation and just go up really high and connect in with my star family, connect in with the angels and see the bigger picture. So that helps me when I'm feeling lonely. And I also think it's so important to recognize and honor the emotions and then to really be sure they're ours. And if they're not, if they don't belong to us, if you're just very clear, um, sentient and empathic and you're picking up on another person or the collective, that's important to know that as well. Um, As far as the fear goes, when I feel the fear, that's the first thing I do. I'm like, whoa, where's this coming from? And oftentimes I'll find that it can be coming from like social media or the news, what's going on in the collective. And um, so then I try and transmute that. So I just send light to it mm-hmm. and, you know, like give a prayer and a blessing. And I, and if it's not mine, I don't really want to embody it. I don't want to pull it in. I don't think we have to do that. There's other yeah. ways to help support, release, and clear these emotions that really could get us stagnant. It, it could hold us back, I feel. So when you're talking about saying a prayer, for example, to help you kind of dissolve or, or maybe even neutralize or change the energy from something that's negative to positive, what kind of prayer do you say? Would you be willing to share that with our listeners? Yeah, um, I feel like in that situation, I go into my heart and I just fill with light and I try and fill with love. And for the past two and a half, two years, the compassion's been a huge aspect of it. And then I just send it out and that, you know, it'll kind of be whatever comes to me in that moment Mm -hmm. as a channel. And I think we all can do this. You just tune into what's needed. So often it's sending, you know, compassion. And I like to see what archangels might be the best or be around to help. So if you're um, helping somebody that's transitioning either out of the body or through a period of life, and, and they're really caught in their minds with grief, doubt, shame, guilt. Um, I find the Archangel Jeremiel helps them. And I also like Gabriel and Raphael for these sorts of things. So Jeremiel helps with transitions and understanding the wisdom behind the experience and integrating the aspects that are gifts to us and then healing and releasing and letting go of what no longer serves us. So we can go through these experiences many times in life. And of course, when we're at the end of our life, Gabriel helps with um, strong communication to really get clarity around things. And um, all of the archangels help with so many aspects of different parts of life. So it kind of depends where that vibration is sourced and what's the cause behind it. But I send light from my heart to it and I gently like invite it or really push it, (laughs) nudge it along out of my aura, out of my home. And then with all that light, ask the guides and angels to help that frequency find peace. So these frequencies, when you feel an emotion, it can be an emotion, or it can literally be that there's an other entity of spirit present Mm. that you're picking up on their emotion. So it's all about like first understanding what am I feeling and is it mine? And if it's not, okay, what could it be? But if you're new to all of this, it's okay. Just sending love and calling on like Archangel Michael is amazing. You can call on whatever Archangel comes to mind 
and ask them to help that vibration, that energy, that emotion to find peace and comfort. Yeah, I think it's so funny because, you know, when you do come back to the moment, you go, wait a minute, what am I feeling here? These thoughts really valued, valuable, you know, is it just an old program or an old pattern? And, you know, I I feel like a lot of what you're talking about is the ability to be able to be present so that you're able to be aware and then you're able to shift that energy on. So, you know, how do you become present on a regular basis? Do you meditate often? Do you find that that helps? Do you do yoga? Do you, you know, do a lot of breath work? Yeah. Um, well, I, so in my period of time of really getting into this work more and more, I did a lot of energy therapy sessions. I would go see somebody or I would do self-healing and I would do a lot of meditation a lot. <laughs> And I would focus on chakra and auric health and discerning different vibrations and learning how to connect in with the light source from my crown and also to ground. So throughout that, you know, so now it's become a lifestyle where every day I'm kind of aware of my energy because it's just, so it is my lifestyle, but to that, like it would not be appropriate for me to work with somebody in the session if I was out of sorts. Yeah. So I always have to try and maintain a balance. And that means when something is off, I have to address it immediately. And that's just become a lifestyle habit for mm-hmm. me. Um, so I would say if anybody's starting out, I would start with some washing of the aura with light and then bringing more light into the body through guided meditation. You can do hypnosis, energy therapy sessions, sound healing, um, your own guided meditation. And then just being aware of your chakra system and all of your energetic field. So our aura goes out to the edge of our fingertips when it's healthy, like when you put your arm out to the side, so it's about Mm -hmm. six feet around us, but some people find it expands beyond that. And so you can kind of feel how full of light and how strong is your aura. And then that way it does become more sensitive. So if something is off, you sense it right away and you can begin to work with it. So all of it does flow back to being present and consciously aware. And so every day I check in with myself throughout the day, morning, afternoon, night. And um, it's helped me to really stabilize my field. And also it's probably really helped my family. <laughs> because yeah. If something's off, I'll give them a heads up like, hold on. I got, I got, I'll be back. Yeah. I'm available right now. I've got to figure out what's going on here. Yeah. I feel like I need to argue right now. I need to go and have a timeout. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I need the timeout. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You mentioned, um, or I mentioned in your bio that you are a channel for the council of light spirit guides and also archangels. Can you tell me a bit about your work with that? What's the council of light? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I um, started doing the past life regression work, and then after certifying, my friend who also was in the class with me, um, we did some trades for each other for past life and also like spiritual regression. So you would go to a higher dimensional space and connect with your guides. And that's when um, our guides came through and I first saw my council body. Then over the years, it kind of enhanced or blended where more star beings would come in and they called themselves the council of light. 
So they are here to help Earth and to help everybody. So if anybody felt a strong affinity or, you know, just like they really resonate with the Council of Light, then they can connect with them. And so I started channeling messages in for the collective from the Council of Light. And at the beginning, I could feel like they'll have they'll have spokespeople or <laughs> spokes spirit beings, <laughs> star yeah, beings. Yeah. But I could I <laughs> I could discern like I could tell the vibration was a little different. The accent was a little different from some of them, and that was as I was developing my vocal channeling in such a way. So the Council of Light are high vibrational star beings that are here to support Earth. And they really do watch over all of mankind. And they have a special interest in the star seeds because they're, you know, watching over us to see how we're doing individually, but also how's the mission going mm -hmm. and what's the temperament on earth. And they speak from a higher awareness. So their word choices and the grammar, it's a little bit different. It's as if they're sharing their perspective, if they're higher looking, you know, into our dimension mm -hmm. and world. So that is the Council of Light. And I've worked with the Archangels for a very long time. So it's a different whole frequency and realm. Um, and then you have the spirit guide. So we're so supported. There's a lot of spiritual um, light and support and love for us. And I feel like sometimes the thing that gets in the way is that maybe we were never really taught about them in fact some of our upbringing and programming was designed or it just happened to separate us from that mm -hmm. so when you're first starting out connecting back in with spirit you can reach to any ascended master guide or being but there's a lot of peace that comes from first accessing your own soul frequency and starting to get in alignment with that which would mean if you have energy of others in your energy field, then you work to help heal and release that. And then you start to feel more present and clear mm -hmm. and just very full. And then from that point is when more of your soul light will come in to enhance your, your personal signature. And that's what's needed here on earth. So we do have the ability to work with so many different beings and, um, that's just kind of how it started for me. A few of them that I work with and the Sunday masters will come in every now and then. So it's really, it's really nice. And as one who reads for others, what I notice is every session's different and I'll share who is there for them. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how So when you channel, do you normally go into some sort of hypno state? Do you go into meditation and you know, do you sort of say, I'd like to connect with the council of light, or I'd like to connect with a specific archangel, or do you kind of see what mm -hmm. happens and take it from there? And also, do you remember the information that you channel? And also, do you seem to change? Like, can people tell it's no longer Amy talking? Yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> they always tell you in radio school, only ask one question, and I just asked you three, so... <laughs> That's no, one. it's perfect. I know it's, it's, I just loved it. I was like, yes. So there's different styles of channeling and it can start out from, you know, when you're sitting down, you're saying, oh, I'm a channel. I'm going to bring through a message. Maybe you want to do Oracle cards or automatic writing. And then you get into relay channeling, which is where you're using your clear senses to 
describe the information that you're receiving, which can flow into streaming, which is when it just starts pouring out of your mouth, your eyes are open and you're present and you're just letting it pour through. In those moments, sometimes I remember, but after, usually like after an hour, I forget what happened, unless there was a message that I found super interesting or replied to me as well. And I really wanted, like, I kind of made note of it, then I'll remember. Um, and so what I built up to doing is called advanced physical channeling. And that is what you were asking about where I kind of go into a hypnotic or meditative state, actually meditation, hypnosis, pretty much same thing, as far as like where your energy goes, where your brain waves go. And, um, so I adjust my energy field and then I talk to them telepathically mm. and I then will set the energy in the room and I invite the council of light in. So I don't often physically channel archangels. I have, but their energy is higher and it's a lot for my body to hold for a long period of time. Mm. So I work with the council of light and then I feel them come into my aura. And as they're coming in, I transition out of the body a little and I just hang out like by my left shoulder. Um, so sometimes I'll go further out, but that's kind of where I'm at because I'm also interested in hearing what they have to say. So I'm in the altered state of consciousness where I can hear the words coming out of my mouth, but they're not my words. And the cadence is different. Um, the grammar is different. Uh, they're not shy, like my personality. <laughs> I can hold, I can be a little reserved. They just say it like it is. And then um, <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Um, and then also, yeah, I typically close my eyes so I'm not distracted, but my body movements are different. So like the mannerisms and everything changes. So if you were to watch me physically channel, you can tell it's not me visually, audiently, you could hear it's not me. But then also the biggest thing is you could feel their energy is it, much stronger. You can, you can feel that it's the council here. This episode has been brought to you by the Afterlight Institute. Ignite the light, magic, and miracles within. Do you have examples of that on your website if people wanted to go and check it out? Because it sounds pretty amazing. I do. So at spiritschoolonline.com, I have a full library that kind of walks you through my beginnings of physically channeling. Because at the beginning, it's not as smooth, right? Mm -hmm. So we had to work to let them use my voice. Um, but so on there or and right now at the time of our um, recording I also have that on my YouTube but more of them are on spirit school online like the full library oh wonderful does do you have like do you have a physical reaction sort of after they've left like do you feel you get sort of maybe swollen or do you feel sore or do you feel great because you've had like this surge of energy that's <laughs> you know it's almost yeah. like a dose of some kind of vitamin C or for lack of better example. <laughs> exactly. I always feel amazing. So if I ever don't, it's because I didn't uh, take the time to come back in the body and I'm still up in my crown chakra swimming. So mm. once I ground back in my body, I feel so energized and then all my chakras are aligned. 
and just feel really clear and present and very uh, grounded within my body. So meaning like it's all compact and succinct, like my energy is just flowing up and down my body and mm. I feel really good. It's like probably I would describe it to a really amazing energy healing meditation that you do and then you ground back in. So I feel very alert and conscious and I have a lot of energy. <laughs> Oh, it's so cool. So you did mention grounding there. Is energy integration the same as grounding or is it different? I mean, I think it could be considered compatible or aspects of it. So when we integrate, it's letting the light or the healing, whatever we're integrating, it can even be information, letting our human self absorb it and any adjustments to take place. So just like healing the physical body, if you're healing the energy body, each aspect of that healing experience can um, influence or support other parts of our energy body and our physical body. So it's taking the time to fully let that experience absorb into our energy light body, into our physical body, and to get our minds around it, to feel that, okay, that makes sense. And I'm consciously on board. I'm mentally feeling that I got this and I understand it. Um, so as a part of that, you would find that when you're working outside of the aura, the energy is coming in closer and closer to the physical body. And as it absorbs into the physical body, the first layer of the energy field touches the physical body. So once it gets all the way in, then you might find you do have more energy in your body and you'd want to anchor that in. So we breathe from the top of the crown or just into all the chakras, make sure the root feels our root chakra, feels the energy there as well. And then you can, if you wanna ground to mother earth, then you take your awareness and you flow down your feet to ground to mother earth. So it helps us to be more embodied. And then also if we are anchors of light, we've just now anchored it to mother earth. So that light frequency can flow out of our feet down to earth and spread out, kind of just flow out as it needs. So little waves or ripples, it will start to emanate in the earth and then also around our aura. Oh, it's so cool. And for our listener at home, I had a guest on the show a couple of months ago, Vanessa Lambert, and we talked a little bit about energy in integration in terms of doing like a yoga thing, which is called Sat Kriya. It's a Kundalini mm -hmm. yoga. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes for our listener at home, if you are interested in that, but you know what, Amy, that's the first time that I'd really kind of explored the idea of energy integration. I always thought that you know, if I was feeling really maybe confused or a bit distracted or something after a meditation and I just hadn't ground properly, but, you know, I guess like you were talking about at the beginning of our show, sometimes this stuff does take time. It can be done in a few hours or it can be done over a few weeks. So I remember when I've had a, um, an energy session, sometimes I find myself Googling, like, why am I so emotional? Why is everything, you know, why, why is nothing right right now? Cause normally I'm pretty clear. Like I'm very connected with my truth. And uh, I know that there have been a few times where I've just not felt myself and, you know, I'm, I'm trying to Google whether or not this is part of it, the energy integration or just having ground properly. So are there signs that people should maybe look for 
that might be giving them a clue that they're looking at integrating their energy right now, or even that, you know, there is this shift sort of happening. And is it sometimes difficult to experience? It's not all light and wonderful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, there are some signs. The first one that was coming to me is feeling physically fatigued or tired, like you just want to sleep. So your body is adjusting through all the layers of your aura. It's quantum. So it's holistic. It's your whole you. It's your emotional body, your mental body, your physical body, your energy field. And um, so you're needing that deep level and extra sleep to let that integration and healing take place. Then in your waking state, you could support it definitely by clean foods and drinking lots of, you know, good fluids. So water obviously is a great one. Um, so another sign in your day-to-day -day would be like, if you are extra emotional, um, that's because the energy that was stored is now releasing. And to that, I also would experience often old memories surfacing, like maybe from early childhood, three or four years old, or a friend from age of 12 you've never even thought about, or a moment like in high school that you completely forgotten about. These random little snippets mm -hmm. of memories will surface because you're just, you're ready to let that go. And as the light comes in to help you feel stable, supported, and enhanced to go into the next stage, you're healing and releasing a lot of that from the past. So you get the aspect of feeling emotional, having memories come up, wanting to sleep a little bit more. But then you can also find that throughout the day, there's surges of energy. Well, wow, I feel amazing. I have so much energy. I'm in a positive mood and it kind of burns off kind of quickly. Like maybe you can hold it for two hours and then you have to rest again. So there's a whole period and stage and process of it. And that's why we like always share, just be gentle with yourself, be compassionate with yourself, give yourself the time. And I like to be observant. So be kind and observant of what you see coming up and just breathe, let, let it go. You can do um, yoga, which I love. You can do a ground of consciously aware kind of meditation where you just breathe into each chakra and ground in your body just to stabilize and support that day's experience um, and if you feel like you have a lot percolating that you want to get out then you can journal or write poetry or sing dance do art you know just like let that energy out so you will feel a little funny at times if it's a big integration if it's a huge shift but one thing that you might notice is things that used to really, I guess, like um, trigger you for lack of better words, you find a lot of peace and stability around and calmness. So something that somebody would have said in the past that really amplified an initial response, you just find it can't touch you like that anymore. Like it, you just feel really presently at peace and you observe it rather than reacting immediately. You have a moment to just look at it and you'll notice that your responses to the way that life has, has been or could be shifts. And therefore your perspective looking out on life has shifted. So you'll find that your moods can enhance and you'll also find that you're probably getting a lot of clarity and a lot of messages coming in. So your soul is speaking to you or your guides are speaking to you. Maybe there's 
something that you know you've needed to do and you keep putting it off and you finally feel like, oh, I have to do it. Or I just, you know, every day I feel really unsettled about it. I just have to do this. And so it might be the period of time that gives you that last push, mm-hmm. <laughs> push forward to flow forward. Um, but right off the top of my head, these are the aspects that I'm thinking about or what's come through to share about the integration period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's really helpful. Do you find that you have to have had some kind of energy work to, I guess, be in the throes of needing enter or that your energy is integrating? Or can you have maybe some crazy dreams? And then all of a sudden mm-hmm. you might be, you know, integrating this energy and you're not even consciously aware of it? Or does maybe even age have to do with it? Like maybe you've hit some sort of a chronological milestone and all of a sudden there's these shifts happening because I guess for me I always sort of came to the conclusion that you needed to do proactive energy work to in to need to integrate your energy or to get these shifts happening but now I'm realizing more and more about the power of dreams so I guess I was wondering Mm -hmm. your thoughts on that yeah yeah I guess um I would definitely say that really I wouldn't call it imaginative but very vivid dreams can be a part of the integration process and you don't have to have an energy session to integrate or have these shifts but it can be kind of that catalyst or what's really gets it going or unlocks aspects that have been stagnant so dreams are important absolutely and daydreaming too like daydreaming is really a part of it um but yeah it can come about when you have like a period of time that you're transitioning that you you really need to make that next step forward. And that can be based on age or it can be based on a set out timeline, different timeframes. So whatever it might be, you start to feel it or you get messages. And so the integration part, I would say, would be after you're consciously aware or you subconsciously kind of have surrendered and you're noticing the shift happen. So after the shifting starts to happen, I feel like the integration is when we start to feel settled with it and we start to flow with that new energy. So part of the integration is receiving the new energy and then getting it, like it feels really stabilized and settled. And then we start to flow out of it, you know, off of that, that feeling. And yeah, you can, you can have it based on dreams or the dreams actually could present to you the awareness that you are shifting and integration is happening. And there's a lot of communication that can come in dream state, especially if you wake up right in the middle of a dream. I would definitely like write that down, remember what mm-hmm. was going on, but you can also start to access memories or information and a, and a greater awareness around whatever you're going through as you're falling asleep and as you're waking up. So those are also important times as well. Mm, so good. I was dreaming last night about Jurassic Park and it was so cool. And I thought, oh, I need to write this down. And then, you know, I, I was like, oh, it's 1.30. I'll, I'm not going to do it. And <laughs> kicking myself now because I only remember the odd thing and have no idea what it was actually telling me. So it's funny oh. because... <laughs> I think that, um, well, I, I can say for myself anyway, I can't speak for the listener at home, but I, I felt a lot of comfort as well in you kind of reminding me that integration can happen for 
periods of time. I, I guess I always thought that it needed to happen over a couple of days. And I, you know, knowing that it can happen for, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks and even months kind of brings me some comfort in that. And I guess a little bit more compassion for going through the journey. So thank you for that. Yeah. And Oh, you're so welcome. And that just, you know, kind of brought to my memory or just my awareness to share that we're all going through so much right now. And so within every experience can be micro moments, these little <laughs> tiny moments that we then integrate and shift and transition through. So I find that it does take a longer period of time when it's something very substantial, mm -hmm. um, kind of those life-changing experiences but often it can just be two or three days. Um, it really depends on what was happening and what you're experiencing. So in my line of training, um, I first really kind of started to understand the whole aspect of integration and that it can take a long time when we're talking about entity attachments, so spirit attachments that were sharing the body with somebody. And after they're released, it can take you know months for the human original soul, the person to get back in their body and start working with their body again and feeling quote normal and like mm -hmm. themselves solely, meaning only themselves. Um, but that would be like if they had a spirit embedded in their field for a long time or deeply embedded. So there's a lot of different aspects to it. So I would say it depends on what you're, you're working with. And typically if it's that you're, you're doing your own I would say like general, traditional, lighthearted, <laughs> more lighthearted um, energy repair and bringing more light in. That could maybe take three to four days a week. Um, it kind of just depends. So knowing that, you know, this is an actual thing and you're not alone and, and it's, it's a time to honor the experience and not discount it is important so that reverence for the integration process is very supportive of a deep level healing mm -hmm. beautiful one thing that you've mentioned a couple of times and i do want to talk about it just before we wrap up here because it's almost been an hour which just flies by it blows my mind every time but um you know you did mention mission and you know talking to you, like you sort of mentioned that the council of light may be talking to you about your mission or, you know, you, you made reference to, you know, you're here for your mission. So what is mission to you and how do people find what their mission is? Mm -hmm. um, to me, the mission is my number one reason for coming to earth at this time. Like that's my mission and everything else is a bonus. <laughs> what is a bonus? Um, so you will be able to understand or find or note your mission by what is your strongest interest in life? What is your passion? What is your strongest desire? What intrigues you the most? And you can complete your mission through many pathways. So there's a lot of different choices. It's the general theme to your life. So if you are a healer, you can do healing in so many ways. You know, you can be a traditional healer in the medical community. You can be a holistic healer. You can be a teacher, you know, and just listen or a talk therapist. So whatever you're doing to help others heal. If your mission is to help the environment, again, you can find a lot of aspects in that. Are you working out on the land or 
are you working with legislation or in an office, you know, organizing things? So you kind of figure out like what your mission is based on what you're called to do. And then once you click into alignment with that, you'll find you'll have a lot of options that come up and you just feel what one feels right. What one are you the most intrigued or interested in? And also you don't have to put yourself in a box because especially if you're starving, we're so multifaceted and versatile that we can trade, like we can shift up our career. We can shift up where we live. We, we can shift up so much um, just in this one life. So do what you're called to do, what you're inspired to do in that period of time, in that moment. And then when it fades and you no longer feel that, you know, full zest for it, kind of feel like what next is going to fulfill you, what will really fill your heart and your, your whole energy with light. And then you start to look into that. So to me, that's the mission and a really nice way that you can feel into it and be inspired mm -hmm. to actually like sync with it. Yeah. So good. So good. And I love that you're talking about also honoring your journey. Cause sometimes I think that we go in alignment with something and it feels really right. And then something new might present itself. And then it's like, Oh no, no, now I need to pivot. But I think that, you know, as humans, we always have that sort of pressure about, well, you've committed so far to this, stick with it, you know, where you're going, no, now I have new information. <laughs> I'm not supposed to go this way anymore. Right, exactly. Well, the way that the world is going right now, I would say <laughs> there's nothing that's really traditional anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's It's true. all up for expansion and to be rewritten. Yeah, so yeah. yes. So here so we go. Good. Follow your heart along the way. <laughs> yes. Amy, thank you so much for being on the show. I love talking to you. I hope you'll come back and um, we'll, we'll chat again. Cause I just think that, you know, you have so much wisdom to share and I know our listener at home would, would have loved this episode. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you wanted to mention? And also what's the best way for people to get a hold of you? And I will put all your links to everything in the show notes as well, but I'd love to hear from you just uh, some, some final thoughts, I guess. Oh, yeah, thank you. Um, gosh, I feel like just some, you know, to recap some great advice is to just fill the light within and let that fill you up and know that we're not alone. So we have a lot of support out there and you can begin to just recognize little signs throughout your life and throughout your day. And um, I would just say that because the energy is so intensified and in flux right now, a daily practice of connecting in with your energy body and your physical body, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes of a meditation would be perfect or being present, even walking in nature. So I just remind everybody of some self-care and having compassion for themselves. And then um, I wanted to mention, well, you mentioned my new books. So all of the links to my offerings and the books are at amysikarski.com and the classes and the library of channel messages are at spiritschoolonline.com. So I think that's everything. And it's just been such an enjoyable conversation. So thank you for inviting me on. I'd be happy to come back on again. Fabulous. Thank you. And I feel the same. Hi, thanks so much for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave us a review where you listen to your podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you. New episodes every Thursday.